mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Thank you, thank you! <laughs> thank you. I wrote this song for a group called Emerson Drive, and it's supposed to be written, supposed to be sung by a guy, but I'm singing it anyway, because I wrote it. So just picture me as a guy. Good looking guy, but I'm a guy. I don't need a whole lot of money, but I wouldn't turn the lottery down. All I need is some green in my pocket so I can buy my buddies around. All I want is a place to lay my head with the woman I love laying in my bed. Kind of understated. My dreams aren't that complicated. When all is said and done Who lived a good life, loved a good wife And always helped someone in trouble On the day they lay me down I want everyone to gather round Saying he was a father, brother, neighbor, and a friend He was a good man What a nice audience Used to dream of being a rock star, seeing the world in style. Used to dream of having a fast car, driving that miracle mile. Well, I've heard tell those streets aren't paved in gold. They're full of potholes and empty souls who never learn. Love is something you gotta earn. I wanna be the one when all is said and done. Lived a good life, loved a good wife, and always helped someone in trouble on the day they lay me down. I want everyone to gather round, saying he was a father, brother, neighbor, and a friend. He was a good man. When I'm gone, I want to leave a legacy of love and laughs and honesty behind me. Lived a good life, loved a good wife, and always helped someone in trouble on the day they lay me down. I want everyone to gather round, saying he was a father, brother, neighbor, and a friend. He was a good man. Yeah, he was a good man. And I want to be a good man. Welcome to Songwriters Under the Covers. 
With me, Victoria Shaw, I am your server tonight. And I would like to tell you about the specials on the menu. <laughs> um, actually, how this works is that I invite my very talented friends who happen to be hit songwriters. They come up on stage, they play songs that you recognize, they might try out new songs, and most importantly, they tell you the story behind it of how it was written, because people want to know that. And so, and then we all go home. It's really a very easy show. Actually, we go for a drink, and then we go home. Uh, uh, but anyway, I have wonderful friends today uh, with me, and I'm going to um, introduce first the man. I'm going to go this way to this way, since we're going to start with you. Um, I have known Mark for quite a long time. He is one of the most respected, uh, most revered, successful, and just liked songwriters in Nashville. He has... Um, He's, what I love about him, too, is that he just keeps, in this business, to have one hit is amazing, but to keep sustaining and sustaining and having more hits and staying on the charts is amazing. He's had cuts by uh, Carrie Underwood, Leanne Rhimes, Blake Shelton, uh, uh, Josh Turner, uh, who am I leaving out, A Restless Heart, just oh, uh, Billy Currington. I mean, I really could go on and on. He is... Um, He's been on like 25 million albums, I think your songs have been on. Three number ones. He's very cool. He's my friend, Mr. Mark Beeson. Thanks. Pretty great. Pretty great. Thanks. And to my left is my friend, uh, who I just adore. She is part of country music royalty. What I love about her is that instead of just um, her father, Mel Tillis, was a country legend, but instead of just trying to go on his coat strings, coattails, as you say, he, she went off and just really proved that she is her own woman with her own sound. She's a great songwriter. She is one of the most recognized voices in country music. Um, she, she's just such a joy, and she is, oh gosh, a two-time Grammy winner, a three-time CMA winner. I think you've had nine ACM nominations. Um, she's the real deal and really a, a great songwriter as well as a great singer. Please make welcome Miss Pam Tillis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vic. It all sounds so good when you say it. It's amazing. Aren't we impressed with... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, I did all that. Really? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to let you kick this off how it works. We just kind of take turns, and we're going to jump in with harmonies when we know it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, you know, we were um, putting this all together at Soundcheck, and they said, well, go ahead and tell some stories, you know, behind the songs. You guys like that, right? Well, this song uh, was inspired by... Um, ladies, I, I, I think the best way to explain it is... It, 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 if you're single, it's about the kind of guy that you really don't want to get hooked up with. I think in real estate, they call them fixer-uppers. And uh, I learned from personal experience, they don't make a tool belt for that. I know, because I looked all over the hardware store. Never found one. I did tell that on stage one night. And after the show, I had a lady come up to me, this little lady. She said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry they don't make a tool belt for that. She said, I will lend you my stud finder. <laughs> she was 102. That was pretty cool. All right. Well, I said he had a lot of potential. He was only misunderstood. You know, he really didn't mean to treat me so bad. To be good And I swore one day I would tame him Even though he loved to run home wild Just call me Cleopatra 
to step into this. It really happened. in New York, where can you? <laughs> la, 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 never supposed to be a hit record <laughs> and yet and yet somehow against all, right. all the odds these are two of the most talented women I know and and uh, I just I love I can be up here with y'all and and noodle on your songs and yeah. try not to noodle hit any clams away. if That's I can a help it thing. When a noodle on your songs. Yeah. we haven't practiced any of these songs so everything we're playing and singing Is we're just kind of doing like we would at, would at the bluebird you don't right? want to see something practiced you want to yeah. see something raw and real and chill like you're in our living room this actually looks like my living room which is really funny <laughs> but really you want yeah. the real deal this right? actually is very very kind of bluebird like in that it kind of feels like a big living room vibe Really does. Well, it's Birdland, you know, so there's Birdland, yeah. Bluebird. I only play foul places. <laughs> there she goes again. So sorry. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we, uh, Victoria and I have, have like, are, are writers that have pretty much made our living writing for other people for most of our careers. And uh, for me, it's about 
28 years now and, and uh, to varying degrees of success, you know, you, you, you get a few hits and it seems like you're successful, but, you know, it doesn't count the thousands of songs that everybody said, no, no, no way. And uh, so you, you talk about living in denial. <laughs> you kind of have to live in denial a little bit to be a songwriter, but... Um, uh, you know, we, we could sit in a room and, and craft a song and write a song that we really love and get it the best it can be, but there's a part of songwriting that's kind of a random thing that that, uh, that uh, would probably be hard for most people to live with because it's, it's, uh, it's a randomness. Once it gets out of the room, then you have no control over it anymore. And, and uh, a lot of times we, we have this, we're under the illusion that we write it and we go, oh, this is going to be perfect for so-and-so. We know exactly where this song's going. And, and hardly ever does it go where you think it's going. And uh, uh, because you write a song, and no matter how well you write it, uh, you could write a great love song and pitch it to the person you think it's perfect for. But if they just went through a breakup, the last it might be the last song, last song that they want to sing. But you know, it's those things that you have no control over the things that happen in these people's lives. So, and then and then when it does happen, it's really random. It's not anything that we controlled. So. Uh, like this song is a is a perfect example of that. We we wrote this song for uh, Sam Hunt so that we could pitch it to Keith Urban so that Billy Currington would record it and have a number one. <laughs> and that's the way it works, folks.
dress with my hands up high Dreams as big as the midnight sky So untamed and we're so just witnessed me having a brain aneurysm on camera. <laughs> Why? What happened? It's high. It's high. Damn. Oh, my well, goodness. I don't think Birdland's ever been this country. I love this. I love it. I love this. Oh, I'm going to jump around instead of me taking a turn. You take this turn. I've got things planned, so don't worry about it. Don't you worry about me. Okay. okay. You kids go on ahead. Yeah, I've got yeah. a whole dance routine okay. I'll be doing later. It's okay. All right. I grew up around great songwriters all my life. So I never knew, I thought everybody wrote songs. Y'all all write songs, right? <laughs> I thought everybody wrote songs, so I never knew to be afraid of it. And uh, one time I was playing at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville and this lady showed up backstage and, and I didn't recognize her because it had been quite some time. She said, I was your four-year-old kindergarten teacher. And she said, uh, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. She said, yeah, she said, you used to come to kindergarten every week and say, would you like to hear my new song? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how it starts, folks. And uh, I uh, wrote a song about having a crazy life, although I'd been touring in the Southwest and I've been hearing a lot of, it was the first time out, you know, I'd always grew up in the South and I'd never really been out West a lot. So we were traveling all through uh, Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and all that. And I heard, you know, Tejano music and all these kind of musical strains that I'd never heard before. So somewhere between that, those sounds and, uh, like I said, the fact that I had a crazy life, I came up with this song with my friend, Jess Leary. Another song, too. We got away with a lot in the early 90s at Country Radio. Like, this should have never been a hit either. But <laughs> somehow it turned out to be all right. And I got with, uh, but I had that idea, Mi Vida Loca, it came from a Geraldo Rivera talk show. Tell that, I heard that too. Yeah, well, there was a girl gang on there, Deep. and uh, one of them had a tattoo, and it said Mi Vida Loca, and, and I, I thought, that's cool, and that was way before <laughs> Ricky Martin. I just thought, Mi Vida Loca, that's got a right, pretty good right. ring to it, right? It did. So I got with Jess, and I said, hey, I got this idea, you know, let's write this song called me be the loca and so we we get through the verse and that's going pretty good and then we get to the chorus we get to where the hook should happen you know and we're we're like 
I said to Jess, I go, do you know Spanish? <laughs> and she goes, no, I thought you did. <laughs> so somehow we wrote a song with a Spanish title without knowing. I, I know burrito, enchilada, <laughs> salsa. I know you did great. very little. You did great. Thank you. Great. It's somehow awesome. we pulled it off. I don't know. Really did. Chutzpah. Just a and thank you, Geraldo, wherever he <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, thank you, Geraldo. <laughs> if you're coming with me, you need nerves of steel. I take corners on two wheels. It's a never-ending circus ride. Faint of heart need not apply. Me feed a loca. Over and over, destiny turns on a dime. I go where the wind blows. You can't tame a wild rose. Welcome to my crazy life. Fall in love with you. Come dancing on the edge with me. Let my passion set you free. Leave it alone. I love that. And you know, Jess Leary, the co-writer on that, she and I were roommates for the longest time when we were struggling oh. songwriters. Yes, and she Jess had a Leary. Garth connection too, didn't she? She played with Garth for a little while. I'll tell you a funny, this is, is so awesome. embarrassing. Well, first of all, th that song, it was out in 94, and, um, and it mentions that 
thing here in the firelight, I see your tattoo. That's back when nobody had tattoos right. but sailors. Right. <laughs> we thought, oh, this is so edgy. <laughs> right. We did. And, uh, he was a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Go ahead, Mark. Oh, me again? I got things. Go wow. ahead. Okay. Pam was talking about writing uh, the truth. I, I can't remember whether it was Harlan Howard or Willie said, just tell the truth and make it rhyme. And that, that's really the key to songwriting. And uh, I, I find nowadays that I've had to relearn so much because music continues to evolve and nobody can sit on their laurels. And, and uh, I mean, you may have had a hit at one time, but uh, you're never gonna have another hit if you're not paying attention to what's happening. So- uh, I have to get off my laurels? That's what the problem is? <laughs> right. Damn it. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I'm listening. What, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, uh, I just, you know, so I, 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 write with a, I write with a guy named Alan Shamblin, and Alan's one of my oldest pals, and, and uh, he and I are kind of a couple of uh, the oldest guys in town. And, uh, but, uh, but somehow we still continue to do it because, uh, and as we were talking about earlier, you know, like for me, I go into rights now uh, as, a, as a student. I don't ever go in trying to be a teacher. I go in as a student because uh, age doesn't really have anything to do with music. It's all about the heart that, that's delivering it. So, and I find that when you get in the middle of a song that you're really into, nobody gives a damn about how old anybody is anymore you're just trying to get to the bottom of a song uh, but anyway uh, this is a song that Alan and I wrote uh, a while back and uh, when Alan and I write we always get together and uh, and and uh, sit for an hour or so before we ever pull any guitars out and just drink some coffee and and uh, just talk about what's you know what's on our minds you know maybe what's going on in in our families or what's going on in our lives maybe in the world sometimes um, and uh, one day we were uh, writing and Alan said, you know, I went to church a couple of weeks ago and in the, in the middle of the sermon, the preacher said, I'm really tired of hearing about what everybody's against. I want to hear about what you're for. And I just thought, man, let's write that. Let's figure out a way to write that. That's felt so profound to me. So we spent a couple of days, uh, really fun days writing that song. And uh, it was a great... Uh, great experiment for us. I think we wrote 17 verses because it was amazing how many things that you can come up with that you're for as opposed to things that you're against when you really think about it. And uh, a guy named Pat Green recorded this. He's a Texas artist. And he, did a, he did a really fine job on this. Um, I also did a version of it on a, on a CD that just recently certified double plywood. <laughs> <laughs> So there's probably a good chance you've never heard this song, but anyway. I'm for wildflowers in the window, mechanics you can trust. I'm for crackers in my chili. And leaving grudges in the dust I'm for drive through order takers Who can muster up a smile I'm for letting Walmart greeters Sit down for a while 
I'm for turning off the TV and getting off the internet. I'm for learning all the words to the Gettysburg Address. I'm for dusty pawn shop guitars and boxers past their prime. I'm for soaking up the wisdom when an old man speaks his mind. I'm for laid off factory workers when the wolf is at the door. You don't have to guess what I'm against if you know what I'm for. Well, I'm for Texas margaritas and getting out of debt. I'm for having faith in something. For the shy kid in the corner Afraid to ask the girl to dance I'm for the ex-con out of prison Who just wants a second chance I'm for the inner city teacher With her heart stuck in her throat Who could still see God in every child Never gives up hope I'm for dusty punch up I'm for soaking up the wisdom when my old man speaks his mind. I'm for laid off factory workers when the wolf is at the door. You don't have to guess what I'm against if you know. perfect song. I mean, that is just the true craft of a Nashville songwriter. Oh my That's gosh, it. Mark. It's incredible. That's what it is. Thanks, Vic. No, really, beautiful. So, part of this show, a lot of times I have a friend in the audience who also happens to be a hit songwriter, and I like to bring him or her up and just give you a little extra special. I mean, we got hit songwriters, hit songwriters, and more hit songwriters. So tonight's no exception, and this is a very dear friend of mine. Um, I actually first met him. I was reminding him uh, backstage that I first saw him when he was playing pianos at this restaurant uh, called Bobo's, which was just a few... 
just a few blocks down from here. I mean, it's been gone a long time, but I remember seeing him play. He goes, I don't remember you. It's like, I, I just, because I don't think we met, but I remember seeing you play. And um, he is an award-winning composer, arranger, vocalist, and jazz pianist who is truly one of the finest musicians I have ever, ever had the pleasure of playing with, of seeing. When I grow up, I want to be him, okay? Um, <laughs> um, he's had the most varied career, uh, literally, of almost anybody I've ever, I've ever met. Uh, he has been, uh, he's been the musical director to Liza Minnelli and Tony Bennett. I mean, he's performed at Carnegie Hall. He's performed all over the world. Then he was also in uh, the revival of 42nd Street on Broadway. I mean, these are really cool things. And then he went and wrote a country song, a, a Grammy-winning country song. How do you do that? I don't even know, but we're gonna find out. So please welcome my dear friend, Mr. Billy Stritch. Did you like that intro? I love, that's you. the best intro ever, and first of all, <laughs> I have to say, I'm so inspired to hear these musicians tonight, and the way you all play off of each other and look at each other, it's like, oh, this chord, oh, and this chord, and it's like it's rehearsed, and I know, I was here this afternoon, you didn't rehearse that no, much. No, we just checked so the mics. It yeah. was good, it was good, and you know, and I did write this country song, but I didn't intend to write it as a country song. Well, do tell. I have to say, <laughs> I was working with a vocal group in Houston, Texas, called Montgomery, Plant, and Stritch. How about that for a title? But it was, it was two glamorous girls and me, and we mainly worked nightclubs and gay bars. So, um, um, and my friend Sandy Knox, who was living in Houston, where we were all from at the time, uh, we, be, we befriended each other, and she had already been writing songs, and she said, we should write a song for your group, and it should be about a wife and a mistress. I'm like, fantastic idea. The gays will go crazy for that. <laughs> Wish they did. Wish they did. We started doing it in the clubs. We wrote it in one afternoon over like five bottles of Geyser Peak Chardonnay. I'll never forget. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that day that we wrote the song. Um, and then we put it in the act and we played it every night and it was always the encore number and the crowd always went crazy for it. But anyway, I am so incredibly fortunate to be with you, to be presenting the song tonight. Well, it's my pleasure that I actually, when I asked you to come on the show, I said, and can I sing that? Would you oh, mind? And so he said, he said he didn't mind. And I thought I would invite a very talented friend of mine to come sing it with me. I've never sung this song, you know, in front of it live. And uh, I'm going to invite a very talented friend of ours to yes, come up and sing. The, the Times UK, because I Googled a little bit about her, the Times UK, well, because you know, you, know you're, you know them as your friends, and then you have to actually give a real introduction. So the Times UK once referred to my next guest as a true force of nature and in a league of her own. She, she is a nightclub diva. She is. Which is the ultimate compliment. Uh, she's recent appearances at uh, Cafe Carlisle, Carnegie Hall, uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center, um, and, and many cabarets, numerous cabarets, including a residency she does at Birdland. Absolutely. So she's very talented, and uh, she has won basically every New York Nightlife Award that you can win. Um, no, really, she, and she's my friend, and I would really like to... Uh, <laughs> That's what cool. That's what's so cool. She's my friend, and I would like to introduce Miss Natalie Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
playing the role of the harlot, Miss Natalie right. Douglas. She plays the slut, and Victoria plays the wife, the good uh, wife. The good casting. I know it's a, so the age-old the age-old yeah. story. Here we go. Okay. Hi. You ready, girl? Yes. I think we are. I'm yeah. excited. I am too. How can I look at you meanly when I love you so much? Uh, yeah, you know. I love you too. Okay. Sneer. But just for the Remember, purposes we're of this. rivals. Okay. Yes. Girl. Do a lot of sneering at each other. <laughs> okay. about you for a while now when he leaves me he wears a smile now as soon as he's away from me in your arms is where he wants to be but you're the one he rushes home to you're the one he gave his name to I never see his face In the early morning light You have his mornings, his daytimes And sometimes I have his night Oh, but does he love you? Does he love you? Like he loves me like he loves me does he think of you does he think of you when he's holding me and does he whisper does he whisper all his fantasies does he love you does he love you like he's been loving with me he says he needs me and that he wants me that he believes in me and when I'm in his arms he swears there's no one else is he deceiving me or am I deceiving myself Does he think of you? Does he think of you when he's holding me? And does he whisper? Does he whisper all his fantasies? Does he love you? Does he love you like he's been loving me? Holding me, and does he whisper? 
bitch! That was great. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. So good. Thank you. Fun. That was so much fun. Sing the heck out of it. Man. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, it's thank you. It's a great you. melody. Big old diva ballads yes. are fun for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, these are. Uh, this is actually the last two songs of the night. Have you had fun? I know. It goes too fast, doesn't it? We could go a long time. We could. Maybe there'll be a party after this. That's okay. <laughs> but Pam. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. For having me. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I mean, I have such talented friends, but I have to always say, they're not just talented, they're so nice. You have to understand, these people are so nice and so giving. And, <laughs> and what did I call her earlier? Delightful. Oh, delightful. Thank you. I like royalty better than pet pedigree. I've gotten that before. That sounds like a poodle. I don't like the pedigree thing so much. So anyway. Oh, me. So what uh, you going to play? Can I do a new song? You can do whatever that's, you want. That's one thing. I always go rogue on the set list. So I, uh, I asked them backstage, and they said it was cool. That's cool. But uh, Do you want to hear a new song? It's cool to can hear we do a that? Can we do that? Woo! It's like they're on the inside. Thank you. Well, you know, i tell you the way this one came about. Uh, around a kitchen table, like so many of the songs do. But um, through the, I've, been on, uh, I've been on tour now for 30 years and had a good long run at radio, about, about eight years. That's, that's good. That's a good long time. It's not like the Beatles or anything, but <laughs> eight years is pretty decent. And now I'm still in... Uh, I guess satellite radio still plays, oh, you know, maybe it was Memphis and all the songs. So that's awesome. Um, and people feel like they know you because, you know, I've had through the years, like it used to be actually got letters, you know, now everything's Facebook post right, and all right, that right. stuff. But back then it was like, oh, you know, uh, you kept me company. Uh, as I moved across country, you know, I started school and I moved all the way away from home for the first time. And, and people would say stuff like, oh, you've been in the cab of my, up in my tractor while I, while I plan it every year. And, and people would say things like, uh, you know, we fell in love to maybe it was Memphis and now we got little Junior. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I've been invited to weddings and bar mitzvahs and all kinds of stuff, you know, just everything and proms. I've been asked to be prom date. So it's really cool. Uh, you forge a, a relationship with people after you've been on their television and in their radio and you never take it for granted. Um, and sometimes the letters are sad, you know. Sometimes they speak of loss and pain. And those were always the hard ones to, uh, to know what to say because... Uh, there's no easy answers, you know, and we all go through those things. And uh, I also question the wisdom of asking country music singers for any kind of advice at all. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I started thinking about, you know, some of the ways that I cope. And I just thought I'd tuck some of them into a lyric and hope they help somebody out. Sometimes these bones, they get to aching But when I just get plain tired Everybody wants some of me And I'm all worn out and wired 
but I don't need no doctor Something scribbled on a little white pad Cause it don't come in a bottle And all the side effects aren't bad I find it walking in the woods Floating on the lake And no one has to tell me How many I should take And it comes in all the colors Of a sunset painted sky And it makes me high You should try My kind of medicine Oh, it don't take long to notice This world is full of God-shaped holes And if you get me to preach it Brother, I'll get on a roll Cause there's people out there peddling All kinds of counterfeit hope Don't get me wrong, now I'm not meddling But if you ask me how I'd cope Well, I watch the same old movies That always make me laugh And I throw that stick a hundred times Watch my dog bring it back And I saddle up the horses Get lost for hours out on a Sunday ride Works every time My kind of medicine I can count on to be there And I find it in the quiet times Talking to the man upstairs And it comes in all the colors Of a sunset painted sky And it makes me high You should try My kind of medicine My kind of medicine That's coming to the end. We're gonna let Mark, as we say, take us home. But beforehand, have you have you guys had fun? I'm so glad. I'm so glad. But I gotta tell you, what you saw tonight is really what we would do if you guys weren't here: is just sit around and play songs for each other and just crack each other up. So I'm really glad you could share this with us. And um, I want to thank Natalie Douglas. I want to thank Pam Tillis. I want to thank Billy Stretch. And. My wonderful friend, Mark Beeston, is going to play a song that I requested that was not just a country song. It was a hit pop song, too. I still hear it all the time, and it's just one of my favorite songs. So I'll let you tell the backstory on it. Okay, so uh, this, is, uh, this is an oldie. It's uh, over 20 years, so that makes it an oldie. <laughs> 
says about me. Uh, but uh, uh, I wrote this with my buddy uh, Sonny Lemaire, and uh, uh, I was telling the guys earlier today that uh, that I had the melody for this song for about a year, and uh, and I just kept thinking I was going to be able to write it by myself, and I, and I uh, and I didn't play it for anybody. I loved the melody, but I just couldn't figure out what it was saying, and. And I got in this conversation with uh, Sonny one day. It was the first time we'd ever written it, and we were talking about stuff. And and uh, and we got on the subject of like, man, back in the beginning when you're starting out and you've got these big dreams, but you got nothing going on. And uh, I mean, I remember I remember playing in Ramada Inns at for happy hours at five o'clock, playing cover songs and for like five drunk guys and uh, and I mean that's about as far away from the music business really as you can get and and I and uh, and you know and so it's not only that you sacrifice a lot because you're you're uh, you're going for something that doesn't promise any kind of security so that eliminates about 90% of the female population because uh, uh, you know you know Getting a, tying your wagon to a songwriter is not exactly does not scream security, okay? <laughs> but uh, it's it's an interesting ride, I can tell you that much. And uh, but if you find somebody that believes in you, and this is not just songwriting, singing, anybody in the arts uh, that doesn't, it's not a tangible thing where you do this, 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 and then for sure that's going to happen. That's not the way this works. And uh, you just work hard and you say a lot of prayers, and hopefully you have the talent. And, uh, and uh, the, uh, as we talked about earlier, you're in denial enough to be able to just do it. Uh, anyway, but if you find somebody who will hitch their wagon to you before you have anything going, that's like, man, you want something to happen. You, you want it to happen for them. And, uh, and Sonny and I started talking about that, and, and he spit this title out, and we just knocked this lyric out, and it was just so right. And a band called Russell's Heart recorded it. And uh, really great band, great singers, and they're still they're still out there playing now. But they did a great job. And uh, anyway, thank you all for being here tonight. Really appreciate it so much. But I have traveled on is paved with good intentions. Bittered with broken dreams that never quite came true. All of my hopes were dying, and her love kept me trying. She does her best to hide the pain that she's been through. When she cries, she cries at night. She doesn't think that I can hear her She tries to hide all the fear she feels inside So I pray this time I can be the man that she deserves Cause I die a little each time when she cries yeah. 
He's always been there for me Whenever I've fallen Nobody else believes She'll be there by my side I don't know how she takes it Just once I'd like to make it and there'll be tears of joy that fill her love and eyes when she cries, she cries at night, at night, and she doesn't think that I can hear her. She tries, she tries to hide, to hide all the fear she feels inside. So I pray, I pray this time, this time. I can be the man that she deserves Cause I die a little each time When she cries Oh, 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 so I Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jason, Mark, Pam, Natalie, Billy. Guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to all arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour right here over the air on our live stream at wliw.org radio and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on 88.3 WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station.